Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, Joshua, where you at, man? William, I am here. It's good to see you. Not too much. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing well. Sorry about the uh, technical delay here we had to, to start the show. Um... Yeah, look, listen, the Raptors are undefeated in the playoffs so far this season. And uh, we're going to talk plenty about the uh, Raptors Nets game one. And uh, we're going to do, you know, I don't know. I don't, let's just talk about the game. But actually, first, there's a, a pretty important subject that we wanted to touch on just at the start of the show. Um, and I think, you know, um, you know, Josh, you were the you were the one who came up with the idea to to bring Emma on to the show. Um and to discuss the the Adrian Griffin situation, which I think you and I are both in agreement that you know we're both pretty disappointed with the Raptors' handling of this whole situation. Um, why don't you introduce our caller? Yeah. Um, so uh, some Raptors fans may be familiar with uh, Emma Healy, I believe, a writer from Toronto. Uh, she published a thread uh, over the weekend um, that resonated with my thoughts on it. That you know, I, I yeah, like Will mentioned, uh, both. At, both of us were disappointed with the way that organization responded. Um, the details of the, what went on don't really matter so much to me right now. Uh, but with that, uh, Emma, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course. We're, we're, we're really glad that you uh, responded to my DM and agreed to uh, chat with us. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing I, today? Uh, I'm sorry to be... I'm I'm good. I I hate to come on the. I hate to you know start with such a bummer topic. I hate to be the person who's like bringing down the show before the show even starts. But I do appreciate that you guys want to talk about this because I do think it is important to talk about. Yeah. Um. I guess before we start, Will, do you want to sort of uh, recap some of the like the the details for? I know we're a week late to the story and everybody's up to speed, but if you wanted to just sort of go over. Those details? Yeah, sure. So it seems yeah, like... Absolutely. Oh, okay. Right. You go. Oh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I was just going to lay the groundwork a little bit. Um, there are allegations out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. Uh, over Raptor assistant coach Adrian Griffin, made by his ex-partner, uh, with some very heinous details. Um, you know, uh, the, yeah, I don't even want to go through all of it. A lot of it needs a trigger warning, to be honest. And, yeah, so, you know, the Raptors have since responded to it. Um, you know, they had a statement from Major Griffin, which read, uh, this morning accusations were made against me on social media by his former wife, which he vehemently denies. And he he's, goes on to state that it's a, a legal dispute over alimony and child support arrangements. This is from the statement from Major Griffin. And then the Raptors statement was that they saw the allegations and that uh, their leadership team spoke with Adrian and uh, Adrian denied the allegations and the Raptors will quote, support the process as he and his former partner settle these matters. Um, now, this has been sort of complicated because, you know, they have kids and their kids have social media and the social media platforms, they have since come out and sided uh, in favor of Adrian. Um, but yeah, it's it's a messy situation. And I think, you know, for me, I think 
I'm just a little bit disappointed that the Raptors didn't actually address how serious these things are, right? Uh, even if the Raptors, you know, choose to stand behind Adrian based on whatever uh, research or sort of uh, investigation they've done, um, they could at least in the minimum just address how serious these things are and sort of uh, discuss how they're handling it with uh, the severity that I think the situation demands. And I think that part was missing, but um you know, Emma, what did you, what what were your thoughts when you, when you saw this uh, sort of play out uh, first over social media and then when the Raptors responded? Yeah, um, I mean, I think I agree with you completely that I felt incredibly disappointed with. I mean, I felt disappointed first of all with the thing that compelled me to write that Twitter thread in the first place was Nick Nurse's uh, statement that he made about it where, you know, he said that we stand with him, basically. And then with the organization statement about it, I think there's, you know, there's so many different levels to it, right? Because there's the thing that's happening on the level of the team, and then there's the thing that's happening on the broader, you know, level. It makes you think about the way that the NBA, like, as a organization and as, like, a corporate structure, you know, has handled these things in the past and continues to handle them. And so it's just, like... I don't know. I felt really disappointed because I think I want, I want more from the Raptors and I want better from them. And I don't know. I think that given just like the, I don't know. It's just like, it's hard to, it's hard to watch these games and to feel excited about them and to feel, you know, like completely uncomplicated about this organization, given the way that that response is, because it's not, I, again, I don't think that, you know, I don't think that the details of the case, you know, even matter necessarily when it comes to this conversation, but I think that the, the response by the organization, which was like very, it didn't acknowledge any of the details of what's happening, which as you say, are like very, very, very serious. And it seemed to sort of brush them aside and to be focused on sort of like just eliding it and making it seem like, you know, it's being handled by someone else. So why do we have to talk about it? Like, I don't know. It just seemed, it felt really disappointing and inadequate to me. I, I, yeah. And I completely agree. And before we got on this call, me and Will were talking about it, and it made the like player introductions yesterday make me very angry. Seeing um, yes. the yes. <laughs> the organization um, again portray itself as being, you know, very family oriented and very family friendly, um, with this yes. going on, not even in the background, like it's still very close to top of mind for me. And to yeah, it just felt like ridiculous that. Um, an organization that, you know, this is the same organization that put pictures of everyone's family in their hotels and rooms when they arrived in Orlando, um, has these mm-hmm. player announcements with the relatives of all of the um, starting five to so easily pass over the very significant allegations made by Audrey Griffin um, felt like it made me feel like I was going crazy because how can an organization that so yeah. easily aligns itself with being um, fill, filled with um, employees who care deeply about their families sort of blow past this very serious situation. It, I don't know. It's the part that's making, you know, this, and, and there are lots of reasons that watching the NBA is difficult to watch because there are problems in the world that aren't yeah. solved by putting um, a slogan on the back of your jersey. But this one is, uh, mm-hmm. it's really, it's really uh, bummed me out. It's re- I, I, Yeah, made me really think- angry. 
no, I agree with you. And I think that there's something about it. Like there's, I think that we've all had to endure like, and, and sort of assimilate and absorb a lot of like cognitive dissonance in order to watch this season and enjoy it, you know, like to, to sort of like allow yourself to, to fall into it completely. Like I think that every fan has probably been on like a, their own personal journey with like trying to square the fact that like the season is still happening, yep. trying to square the fact that the season is still happening, like in the midst of, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and in the midst of the pandemic, like all of these things are already like, you know, you have to do a certain amount of mental gymnastics and like get comfortable with it. And it's, you know, I, I feel like this for me has been something that I have not been able to just assimilate. But that is also, I gotta say, that's different from like, I don't know, like when you think about the way that the NBA historically has handled these types of allegations, like I was just reading the other day, there was a Sports Illustrated article um, from like the end of July about the Mavs mishandling of a different, like a new assault allegation um, I, against one of their executives. Well, we're playing and against Rodion on Caruso right now. Like it, it doesn't end. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you change the channel and there's Chris Apps Porzingis. Like I honestly yeah. feel as though I'm going crazy. I was really getting upset last night because I was watching it and I was like, there's literally no basketball that I can watch right now yeah. without this issue being like front and center. And I don't yeah. like, I don't, I think that I'm the same as a lot of other Raptors fans in that, or basketball fans in general. And I don't want to be thinking about this stuff while I'm watching the games. I would like to be able to just be, you know, caring about the game and the things that, you know, I actually yeah. love about it, but it's really impossible to not think about this stuff at this point. It's like, it's literally, even if you want to ignore it, it's impossible to ignore it, I think. Yeah. Uh, that, I, I, I agree. It's, it's going to be tough. Uh, hopefully the Raptors organization um, continues to be forthcoming with how they're dealing with the situation. Cause I don't, it's not going to go away. I've, one thing that's great about Raptors fans uh, and the sort of online fan community is they're relentless about every detail. It's, you know, if it's um, a net player talking sideways to OG uh, to, or to Terrence Davis <laughs> to uh, a situation as serious as this one, um, the Raptors organization won't hear the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with that, Emma, I think we're going to uh, say goodbye for now and, uh, uh, you know, talk, recap some of the nets with, Raptors fans and uh, carry on with the show. But thank you so much for calling. I'm sure we won't won't be the last time we hear from you. But if you have anything you wanted to uh, plug, I know that you are a, a writer. If you wanted to share that now, now's a great opportunity. Okay. Um, I don't have anything in particular right now. Um, if you go to my website, emmahealy.com, you can see some basketball writing that I've done in the past. It's not really, I mean, it's a bit of a weird thing right now, but I wrote an essay that I was really proud of about the halftime show, which now obviously isn't a thing, but if you'd like to remember some of the greatest NBA halftime shows, Why you can look up that That's a really good point. It. Why is it right I honestly have been thinking about it all the time. I've been thinking about how nice it would be. <laughs> and then we could maybe even show it on TV for the first time. I feel like we'd all appreciate a little shot of Why is, Red I, you're, right now. You're 100% right. Will, have you thought Imagine about this if there were like a socially distanced dance crew or something? Um, nice. 
admittedly, I have not thought about this during <laughs> halftime. He's usually when I go to make dinner. <laughs> Raptors Nets was probably the first playoff game I, I spent about half an hour making fried rice, and I just caught up on the third quarter because I was that bored with the games. <laughs> so, yeah. But I have not well, maybe if this. there was a halftime show, you would have stayed in front of the television. Maybe if Red, if if Red was Panda was... Entertainment. If Red Panda... First yes. of all, Red Panda could totally be in the bubble. I will watch Red Panda every single yeah. time. If she was just kicking bowls yes. on her head, I'm not making fried rice anymore. I'm watching Red Panda, so... But why, why, like, why <laughs> didn't this already happen? It seems obvious. Like, it's yeah. just Red Panda. You don't need everybody else. I'm sure there are lots of great She's going to be exhausted, man. She's going to need Alex to technique <laughs> what about, to, to heal her leg. I like. know. What about, the, what about the, the chair stacking guy? You could just alternate between her and the chair stacking guy every night. Mm. I feel like that's another good, like, solid one person. It doesn't require, like, a lot of different people. It's a pandemic-friendly right. halftime show. Or, or Christian Stoinev, the guy, the Canadian. I, think, I, should, I don't know if he's Canadian. Oh, yeah. He's a Raptor fan. Yeah. yeah, nice dude too. But uh, the guy, tiny with dog. The, the, the little tiny dog, and they do acrobatics. Yeah, yeah, the little the dog. Room. Yeah, all of them in the bubble. As soon as <laughs> you know, as soon as uh, the Philadelphia 76ers get kicked out of the bubble on Saturday, uh, <laughs> <laughs> replacing <laughs> them with halftime ass. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be <laughs> hilarious. I, w- I would get more entertainment from them than than <laughs> Excellent. the Sixers currently. Yes. So, all right, Emma, thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks so much. Thank all you. Right, peace. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, look, I, I look, obviously, look, I, I know people are going to, I think some people have a hard time hearing it just because people, A, just don't want to think about it. And I, I, yeah. I, I kind of get that, but we, you do have to acknowledge that, like, it seemed like the bare minimum the Raptors were doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. People... at least say there's an investigation, you know, at least say, you know, like whatever. I mean, even if you couldn't get to all the facts because it is sort of a, a civil matter that like, you know. It's it's hard to get to the bottom of or whatever, but just treat it with like a little bit more gravity than just uh, we talked to Adrian. He says it's it's, it's all good. Like at least you know? show that you care about the families of these people, like you um, want the rest of us to believe. Anywho, um, <laughs> yeah, Raptors Nets. Uh, what a transition! Um, by the way, people, please call in. Uh, our number is above two eight nine seven seven eight zero nine one eight. Please call in. We are not based in Hamilton, despite the number. Uh, <laughs> we are in Toronto still, in our homes, and uh, we're ready to talk about Game One, where the Raptors. Uh, where to start, Josh? I mean, were you stressed? Were you stressed in the third quarter there when the Raptors had the lead, you know, down from thirty-three points to eight points? Were you stressed? Be honest. Um, no. So, like Good. you, in Good. the middle of the Good. second quarter, Good. I went and made dinner. Um, <laughs> A very delicious supper, uh, if What'd I do say myself. I made like a sort of Vietnamese noodle bowl with uh, some grilled oh, steak. Okay. It's really tasty. Nice. I mean, I came back and it was like 12. I'm like, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. And then uh, my partner said, like, I, I don't know. I've just the, the net kept scoring. And then I looked <laughs> at the box score. seemed like Mark sat down and the uh, Ronde surge minutes still don't work very well. I don't know. The Nets, the Nets are going to be a team that may – That'll shoot a lot of threes and maybe win a game in the series because of it, mm-hmm. because they can get back into games very quickly. But I, I don't. Were you were you stressed out? No, not at all, man. Um, maybe part of it was because I was, I was I was eating fried rice and just having a good time. But I was just like fast forwarding. I was like, oh, this is cute. Because like you know what it is when you're up thirty, you're always going to yeah. allow a comeback, especially yep. in the playoffs, right? Even it may be in the regular season, a team like I don't know Indiana who lost by forty six to the Raptors this year, they might just say. You know, screw it. We're in Toronto. We went out last night. We're tired. We don't have yeah. it tonight. We're just going to hold this L. Right? In the playoffs, at least you're in the bubble. You're obviously not tired. 
you got to do something. You're going to play hard. And it's natural when you're up 33 to, like, you know, uh, put your foot off the gas pedal a little bit. And I think the Raptors just needed a little bit of time to sort of just get right because, A, basketball is a game of runs. Uh, B, nowadays with the three-point era, like, everyone – especially because pe- teams are playing so fast that even though um, – I mean, we saw it with the 30-point comeback. Like, it's very it's very doable in the three-point era because, A, te- teams are taking higher, um, you know, variant shots, and also teams are – um, playing faster, so there's more possession, and is, that includes the team with the lead too. So they're almost yep. opening door for for comebacks. Uh, and then also, you know, I just knew that when the Raptors put their better guys in, they're going to regain control of the game. I thought, you know, hopefully the bench could step up and do it. And I thought, yep. you know, even guys like Terrence Davis, Serge Ibaka, OG, Serge those guys really, really well. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, those guys just asserted control, and the starters yep. won't even necessarily need that. I mean, even Mark didn't even come back into the game, and the Raptors were just totally <laughs> fine. So. I yeah, know, I, I I think the other point is like Jacques Vaughn is a great coach. I I'm really mm. quite impressed with he responded to the action the Raptors were showing early, and he got his team scoring points again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe that uh, everyone in Brooklyn is so easy, so willing to pass over him. But with that, mm-hmm. we have a fan favorite uh, called into the show. Uh, our producer Ashley usually writes the topic somebody wants to call in about. And in this case, she just wrote exclamation marks. We have Vitaly from Moscow back on the air. Vitaly, my guy. How are As you? Um, my good friend Bryson Tiller would say, uh, I'm back and I'm better, you know? <laughs> I'm back oh, and man. I am better. How are you doing, guys? It, it, it's been a minute. Yeah, been it's a been minute. a minute, man. What, what's going on? I mean, we're, we're good. We're in Toronto. We're just chilling. Um, we haven't talked. What, you guys since- are safe, family Say family okay, still employed, thankfully. You know, thank you, Dan Tolman. Um, thank you, the Raptors, for being great. Um, we're feeling great, man. Vitaly, what's going on with you? Catch us up in the last, like, five months. Uh, maybe just, you know, I, I don't want to guess what you've been doing, but, but uh, what have you been doing? It's, it, it, it's, uh, it's been a world. I was actually in the States at some point. Oh. I was in yeah. uh, the autonomous zone of uh, Chaz. <laughs> so, you know, just some organizational things. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm joke, of course. I, of course, I didn't leave uh, Mother Russia. Uh, it, you know, believe it or not, yeah, uh, such, such a tragic time, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of blessing in disguise because uh, one of my big business interests is in hand sanitation. So it's been busy. It's been crazy. But uh, booming. everyone's safe. Yeah. Family is good. Glad to hear it. Especially in the beginning there, people st- started to go off. But, uh, yeah, it's been five months, I think, it was March. Like, yep. Yeah. Been a, been a long time. And, and, Will, you've made so much content over, you know, I had some time to kill. Uh, you guys killing it with uh, Run It Back, with uh, the podcast, uh, good interviews. So uh, great job by you, man. Excellent work. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, anything to uh, honestly, anything for just fellow Raptor fans. But for me, I was just you know I was bored too. I just I wanted to make that content just to fill my own time because it was like hours in the day. Um, all right, so we have Raptors back now. Raptors uh, game one uh, against the uh, the Nets. Uh, what what do you think of this series, Raptors Nets? Uh, it so far you know it, it looks a little lopsided. Man, it was so typical. Raptors were up by over 30, then we give up like a 25-point run. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the game one curse, although we've won some, uh, typically, you know, I'm ready to lose it. But uh, I saw you tweet about uh, championship confidence, no stress. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, ever since the Nick Nurse era, just 
no stress. No, no stress. Not to huh? worry in the world. You know, this, obviously Brooklyn team is very uh, undermatched. Lots of injuries, and and like uh, like Josh said, coaching was good. Karis Levert, kids mm-hmm. a stud. So uh, credit to them. They they played hard. But I think hopefully we get our uh, first ever franchise uh, sweep in history. It's looking like that might be the move. I think yes. It's it's. Uh... I, I I called Raps in four. I don't I don't really see. I like I like Karis Levert. He's a solid player. He will at best be the third option on that team next year. He's solid, but they're you know they're they, half the rotation. They need like a forty-five the point Joe. They need like Joe Harris to drop fifty. You know, they need one of those. Yeah, uh, they just like need a typical a, Raptors. Like like a. They need their DJ Augustine. You know what I mean. Mm, uh, yeah. And and by the way, I saw was last week maybe was the first episode back. I saw it on YouTube, and I appreciate. I saw a couple of comments. Where's Vitali? Where's so? Thank you guys. It's yeah. uh, it's, it's a pleasure that uh, you like when I call in. No, we got to send you some KFC buckets just on on the show on behalf of the show. You you've, you've really helped out, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a weird series because, you know, on one hand, it's really relaxing, you know, but at the same time, I also do – I miss having a little bit of Raptor stress. I guess we can wait till the second round for it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, did you see – did you see Chris Middleton against the Raptors? Um, I, I know he's he's a previous uh, Big Tally, Big Friday of the Week um, award recipient. Uh, did you see him try to dribble against Matt Thomas and uh, and, and be unable to do so? You know, Matt, Matt Thomas is my guy, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Chris Chris Middleton. I I I, uh, I like to call him a Costco Travis Outlaw. You know how it is. He's, uh, <laughs> oh man. We 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 talked about it. Fifty forty ninety. Well, like I said, been been to Canada, so we know how it is. I, I actually I do have a big throat of the week, not Raptors related, oh. but definitely very bubble relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy Kristaps, shout out Latvia, Riga in the city. You know how it is, man. That injection was disgusting. The it was, yeah. it was like uh, you know, my my stomach hurt after. It's like, you know, great competitive game. It's mm-hmm. just, come on, they're playing, they're having good time with even even uh, Morris, Doc Rivers, Kawhi. They're like, what are you doing? I I don't know who that ref was, but. Uh, I don't want him calling uh, any Serge Ibaka games because uh, you oh, know he'll see. he'll breathe the wrong way. He'll kick him out with, yeah. with Serge Ibaka. So, do you guys know which ref that was? I, I don't know exactly, but uh, it was disappointing. I mean, I didn't think either the technicals were good on Porzingis, and, and I think for a star player, I mean, you you gotta have a higher standard for how to throw a guy out. Like, okay, whatever. If Patrick Beverly did that, yeah, throw him out. I don't want to see Patrick Beverly in the first place, but. Like Chris has Porzingis, he's been he's been playing amazing for the for the Mavs. So that was disappointing, and and honestly, um, it was fun watching Luca too. Uh, it, it it's really funny because you know Luca's closest comparison is James Harden, and Luca had what eleven turnovers. So you know, very Harden esque in, in every in every aspect. Well, you know, I would say I think the comparison is reasonable, but. Uh, Harden, he gets a lot of the cheap assists. You know, it's like uh, oh yeah, yeah right, right. Oh my right. goodness. He, he can pass, oh my god. He can, <laughs> he can pass. He can pass the ball, but the assists are cheap. They're they're you know you you can't compare. Between the legs, shout out uh, pass, Great You know pace. what I mean? Between the leg pass, that's just cheap right there. That's just cheap. I I yeah. yeah Bill, I really on, buddy. I know a lot of people hate the way James Harden plays the game, which I can see the way mm-hmm. that he has tactics, but for ability, the, James Harden is. Come on, man! Like one of the most skilled players in the 
like that the league has ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's crazy the stuff you can do. He yeah. like he is arguably like one of one of the most skilled offensive players in NBA history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't. It's, I don't know. He, uh, people, he he likes he likes to break the game in his favor, and it's you know. I don't really see the problem with yeah, that. Yeah, that's what that that. Uh, uh, let let me ask you guys a quick one. We got a couple of coaching vacancies, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Recent firings. Uh, where where was it? There are a couple teams. Uh, oh, uh, New Orleans, right? Who's the other one? Um, uh, who else got fired recently? I mean, New York's New York's filled. Oh, now, Ch- right? Chicago, 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 right? right yeah, right, Chicago. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. On Monday. So, who who do you think uh, of the available? Who do you think maybe the? Because I heard. Uh, maybe Jason Kidd or T. Lou. Jason Kidd out of the question, but who do you guys think is like the most, uh, uh, the hottest prospect of uh, potential coaching candidates right now? Who do you have your eye on? I mean, first off, I don't, I don't know why people keep saying Jason Kidd. Uh, maybe he has like really good representation or something. He must have like, he must be like CAA or something because his name just keeps coming up. And I'm like, Jason Kidd did not do well as a coach in uh, Brooklyn or in Milwaukee. And yes, he, and uh, Giannis he sabotaged Brooklyn in the first place. Yeah, he 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 he, he literally broke uh, Giannis's arms into shooting <laughs> threes like that. So I, I don't know why Jason Kidd keeps coming out. I actually think Ty Lue should get a second chance. I think he did decently well with Cleveland. Um, yeah. You know, I I don't know. I just think he should get a second chance. I actually don't mind him as a coach. I honestly, I think with all these things, it's just like just get some new coaches in there, right? Like if you look at Toronto, for example, or even look at Boston, right? We like to make fun of Brad Stevens, but Boston was like, look, we're going to go the college route. There's this guy coaching Butler. He's been really great. We're going to give him a chance. And it worked out really well. And you look at the Raptors. They were like, look, we have, there's this guy, Nick Nurse. He's been coaching in Birmingham. He coached literally against Messiah Jerry as a player, which I always think is a hilarious story. And then he's, they're like, you know what? We have this vacancy. He's been here this whole time. Let's give him a shot, right? And like, just give some newer guys a shot. Like, we recycle coaches a little too much, man. Like, do we really need to give Jeff Van Gundy another head coaching job? Like, no, let's just keep him on the air. He's fine. He's, he's, I think he's, I'm, I like him more and more the older I get. Mm. I actually, the guy I, that actually, I, like I don't mind him off the from, from uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> What'd you say? I, I, uh, Chase Buford, uh, he is the head coach of the Wisconsin G League team. I think he's he's the guy that I don't know why yeah. his name's not in touch every job. This is a deep but, hole, man. Well, he's just good. Yeah, watching he's, Wisconsin herd good. games, what's going on, man? They're like they have this yeah, huge jump. Josh, you've been you've been uh, you've been spending time with Blake Murphy. I see. There wasn't a lot of basketball after the last dance. What did you guys do? I, I, I bought a switch. That's what I did. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I probably I probably watched the last dance like six times, man. Uh, mm. Nick Nurse, did you guys see that he did a little interview the day that he wasn't coaching? Was he a little saucy? You think? Did you Did you see that interview? I, I, I did. With, uh, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he maybe uh, visited the on waiter's room before the game, or I don't know. <laughs> he he was extra relaxed, man. He was like ten day vacation. He was he was feeling himself. Look, he, he look. Listen, people need a day off. You know, Nick. You know, we've. Been, you know, he Nick's been hanging out with uh, Phil Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, listen, if we're, if we're gonna have Nick Nurse as the next Phil Jackson, we need that comparison all the way, baby. So, so you think he had uh, turned on the Grateful Dead? I love that. Was mm-hmm. vibing. 
Oh, listen, bro. This man plays guitar every single day. I mean, you know, I think there's uh, some crossover there. But uh, Vitaly, bro, thanks for calling in, man. We miss you, buddy. We hope you're staying well. Good luck with your hand sanitation business. Pleasure, guys. And uh, yeah, Always man, a pleasure. So you're next Tuesday, you'll be on, yeah? Next Monday. Next Monday. Uh, Call next us Monday. next Monday, all right? We're going to go after, uh, after the series next is done. One. Have a good yeah. one, guys. All right. Peace. Peace. That's it. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, you can clip that one for uh, YouTube. <laughs> no, she knows, bro. She knows. <laughs> she knows um, vibes. Well, uh, please, uh, uh, do we have we, questions from the chat that we should we, answer? We do have questions, um, you know, but also we have some open lines, so please continue to call in. Uh, let's for the first question. Kate tells us that uh, Kane Fitzgerald what's the, uh, was the referee uh, fraud of the week. Um, super old name, man. Kane Fitzgerald seems like one of those, like, uh, founding fathers. That's who Citizen Kane's about. Yeah, so this guy's life. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> it's gonna be miserable for him. Yeah, I mean that was a bad call. You don't throw out a star for that stuff, especially if it's against Marcus Morris, man. Like I feel like with someone who's like mad annoying, like you should just get extra leeway. You know what I mean? Like you, you really you have to read text. No, if like, your second text called on this player, you get another text. Like you have to headbutt. Uh, Pat Beverly to get a tech against Pat Beverly because otherwise, like it should be yeah. fair game, man. The guy's like bothering you the whole time. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, from uh, Fatima, we have. I'm really concerned about Pascal, but it feels like the Raptors aren't. Uh, hmm. Are you concerned about Pascal's play so far, Will? Yeah, I'm like, I'm watching it for sure, and you know, we're I think we're hoping for him to break out. I think Fred said it best. I mean, Fred was also just trying to defend his boy for real, but he was, yeah. he said, look, I'm tired of asking this Pascal question. We're eight and one in the bubble. Like let's, you know, basically tell people to relax. Um, but at the same time, yeah. I mean, I think the next series, whoever the Raptors are playing, whether it's Sixers or Celtics, although it's looking very much like Celtics, um, you're going to need Pascal to do a lot of that one-on-one scoring right now. I'm more concerned yeah. is that his touch around the basket seems to have really dropped off. This is sort of a bigger issue that sort of happened all season, but you know, against the physicality, which is something Nick pointed out, you know, Pascal struggling to play against physicality. Against that physicality, you know, Pascal, the touch around the rim is not like it was last year. Last year was, like, magical. The guy was making everything. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that game, um, I guess, game clinching, title clinching play he had against Draymond Green in game yeah. six. The guy's Euro-stepping, Draymond's reaching across his body, like, pretty much undercutting him, could totally be an and one. And Pascal's shooting a little running floater with literally the title on the line from, like, you know, 15 yeah. feet out, and he makes that. And and I feel like those are the kind of shots he's not m- making. Like, I went back and watched his tape from um, from game one where he shot four of 13. He had nine free throws. That was great. But he shot one of five – one of six on layups. Wow. You know? That, and, wow. Yeah, and they're driving layups against, like, Joe Harris and, like, Luau Cabarro or, like, Garrett Temple. I think he'll make more of those shots. I, I really do. I, I, I just I, I choose to believe, and I because I know Pascal has touched, and I know Pascal's not a skilled offensive player. But right now, those shots aren't going in for him. Even the perimeter jumpers, they're fine. Like he's he's hitting enough threes and stuff like that, but he's just not getting a lot of good stuff in the paint, which is uh, really weird. I don't know what else to think about that. So, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. I I I mean, I've never really been worried about seeing Pascal sort of fall off. I don't. I think while he is the number one option on the team, I, I think the game plans that Nick Nurse rolls out depend on a lot of different guys going off. And I don't think there's ever been a moment where we've really needed Pascal to step up and he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Look at the end of that Memphis game. Um, he's always just, uh, he's, he's done what he's needed to in these games. And yeah, they're eight and one in the bubble. What, how much more do you really want? Mm-hmm. Anyway. 
yeah. we have uh, a caller on the line. All right. Uh, his name is a Will, uh, calling from Hong Kong. Uh, Will, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, Josh. Will Wu, how's everybody on, doing buddy? today? What's going on? This is uh, this is my Cantonese double right here. <laughs> you know, it's uh, nighttime right now, so uh, yeah, calling in here. So shout out to Vitaly for uh, blessing the show with his with his presence once again. Yep. Get to hear from him. He's he's really the he's he's really the third host. Let's be real, you know. And, and Kate wrong. too, actually, yeah, the four right there. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. What's going uh, on, man? Yeah, that. Uh, sorry. I was gonna say, what's going on, man? Do you do you watch Raptors Nets? What are you thinking right now? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, first off, don't go chasing waterfalls. TLC. What a player. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been really good, man. <laughs> you can't miss. I don't know. Like, uh, no, no slander, no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pleasantly surprised. I I looked at his uh, his uh, I don't know. I guess in the bubble and pre bubble, like he's 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 doing all right. Yeah, he's, he's doing all right for himself. So good, good on him. Uh, you know, Karis Levert, nice player, but like, let's be real. They're not going anywhere. Raptors sweeping. He's going to have to get into his Mike James bag oh. like for them to even have a chance. Oh, man. What bag is that? Game. Is, is that? And you the, know that's uh... not going to be pretty. If Karras gets into his Mike James bag. Mm. That Mike James bag is not really a bag. Is, it's, 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 it's like one of those drawstring bags. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not even a bag. It's the smallest Telfair. It's the smallest Telfair. Like, yeah. Is it one of those like Rockaware drawstring bags? Yeah, 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 you know, like you're only you're only taking that to like play soccer to put your cleats in and like a ball, and you're going to the park oh, five minutes away. Yeah. You don't care how you look. Oh. Like that's that's the Mike James bag right there. It's it's it's, it's a drawstring bag. Oh, it's a point A to point B situation. Okay, yeah. yeah either exactly. way, I mean, he's a nice player because he's doing everything he can to mm. carry the net. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, only do that for for so long at this point. Um. But uh, yeah, Fred. You no, know, can't wait till he gets the bag because he's getting the bag. Oh yeah, he's got no. He's, that's, that's a real bag. Somebody's going him money. That's the no. that's the big bag. That's, that's the that's bag, bag that bag. makes. Yeah. That's like yeah. we have a like roster issue. No, he's, he's he's getting that Fall Raven uh, bag. <laughs> I don't. <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't mind designing stuff. Clearly, <laughs> he's getting that SVP uh, duffel bag. That's what he's getting. Twenty bucks. Facts. Second floor. Wow. I wonder if the like, do you think the Pistons are still in the running for the Fred VanVleet contract? Or I know the Raptors are going to give them a perfectly acceptable deal, but that's who that was the team that we talked about in the yeah. winter, right? Yeah, they're interested. Look, a lot listen, of are gonna be interested. Yo, so, again, I'm at the I, point where you just gotta keep Fred at all I costs, never, man. I don't care. Keep Fred. Do not let Fred go. Yeah. So is that the case? Like, I I never fact check at all. I just. Yeah, but can the Raptors offer him the most money? Is is that yes. the case here yeah. for him? Yeah. Like, With oh, most okay. money, most term. Oh, we right. have his bird rights, full bird rights. He loves it here in yeah, Toronto. Okay, bird rights too. You know what I mean? So, but listen, take care of Fred, okay? So Don't try to like do any sort of weird stuff with Fred. Yeah. Clearly, he's a piece for the future. Yeah, no, no. So basically, it is up to to the Raptors, and it's yes. to offer the most money, whatever term. And that's because yeah. at this point I see I just see him for the bag like whoever literally whoever's offering the most money like I'm coming to you and yeah. I'm blaming for that 
No. I mean, you know, over the weekend, the Raptors have put out some um, advertisements on their Raptors YouTube page. I don't know how many people go on there, but um, among those advertisements, uh, we're talking about uh, Jif, Jif peanut butter, and he was, he, was, he was lathering up peanut butter on some crackers. And then I saw another alert on my phone. Fred Van Vliet was in a, he was, he was, uh, in a tent doing ASMR for, for uh, Canadian Tire. Yeah, so, that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The bag's coming, man. Listen, he's not going to have to do these commercials that much. He's not going to have to eat Oswald's anymore, man. You think Fred Van Vliet's going to re-record the audiovisual 2001 jingle? <laughs> do you think that's it next for him? No, Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> <laughs> no man. Damn. No, Fred's only eating KFC from here on in, all right? And uh Yeah. And uh and, and Pascal too. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Feels like he's getting a little bit of hate here. Not here here, but I'm just saying just generally speaking. Yeah. Right? True. But I don't know. He's a nice twenty point score, I would say. Like, is he gonna be a thirty point score? Hell no. Ever no, it's not happening. Like, he's a nice player, but like keep in mind too. I like again, never fact check on that theme. But I don't know how many years he's been playing basketball, but it has not been that long. But mm. keep that in mind too. Like perspective. Yeah. Right? No, I agree and with you, man. He's the man on the rack. Other teams are game planning to game planning for him. Yep. Right, and he's a big focus, and he's got to adjust. He's got to learn. And this is. I know there's all part of the process, right? Like, you got to give him time, baby. You got to give him time. You got to give him some space. Honestly, I, I just, like if he was missing purely jumpers, then I'd be like, okay, it's a bit mo- more of a concern. The fact that he's missing layups and stuff, I'm like, he'll get it back, man. That's that's yeah. a rhythm thing. So yeah, also, enough, this was always supposed to be happens. a transition year, and now we're like, can mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam win Finals MVP? I just you know, yeah. Allow it. Listen, he he scored twenty six points. Yeah, he averaged twenty points and ten rebounds against Draymond Green in the NBA Finals, yeah. and had the series clinching basket. Can yeah. we please just remember <laughs> some of these things that happened very yeah. freaking yeah. recently that were very yeah. memorable? Okay, please. Yeah. Okay, just relax. Let's remember that too. Yeah, like you know, just perspective. I think mm-hmm. you know that's 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 at the top of mind, right? And uh, yeah, that's. Those are some of the thoughts uh, that I've got. And somebody just mentioned Fred's N1 uh, shoe deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – yeah, when when you get the bag, that's got to change, man. Sorry, N1, but uh, – I like yeah. them. I, I, I've i liked some of the stuff that he's been wearing, but that's just me. Mm. Well, before you go, man, I got a question for, I got a question for you. Um, what, are you. What are you doing now that Stephen LeBron Radio is uh, through 100 episodes? What's going on, Art? Pouring one out, what's happening? Yo, I'm going back to episodes. I'm going to the back episodes, man. That episode with yourself, John Ng, Stephen LeBron. Oh, yeah. Yo, that was insane. Asian parenting? That was insane. Yeah. It, it was Asian parenting. And then that, the other one with, uh, with the slander god, the, uh, the accounting podcast. I'm not an accountant, um, <laughs> but I know people that are. Yeah, that, that, that had me in tears, though. Like, yes. he was a blaster. Yes, definitely. Um, but, yeah. Gonna keep bugging Stephen LeBron to get back to the pod, but it's not happening. I know that. Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's writing yeah. his book, man. So, um, All right. Will, yeah. thanks so much for calling in, man. I appreciate you, all your support, and everything like that. And uh, we'll chat soon. All right. Yeah, much appreciated. Thank you very much, uh, Will. Thank you very much, Josh. Take care, guys. All right, be good. All right, peace. We have a we have a message on the YouTube chat that we cannot ignore any longer. 
Um, I've received text messages from people I know who are watching the live stream who want us to uh, wish uh, Jacqueline a very happy birthday. Um, today is Jacqueline's birthday. We have from her uh, boyfriend, Simon. Uh, she would love a shout out from you guys. She watches all the Raptors related shows on Yahoo Sports and thinks it would make her day. So, William, uh, do you want to sing happy birthday? Uh, okay. Juni Shanger Kwila. Juni Shanger Kwila. Okay, that's the, that's the Chinese version. All right. Yeah, happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Thanks for supporting everything. Congratulations on another birthday. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, thanks and have a good day. Honestly, it looks like a beautiful day today. It's, you remember, uh, you, you watched breakfast television growing up. No, but okay. You didn't watch breakfast television on like Listen, this is, this is what happened in my house when I was growing up, okay? Well, briefly, when we had cable, my grandparents would have it locked on Channel 23, which, as you would know, in the basic Rogers package was the Weather Channel. And yeah. they would just wait and watch every 10 minutes for updates on the weather for like four hours. So uh, I watched that growing up. I, I don't know about you, Ben. But what, uh, we, what, what we was going on big, like my my brother is a uh, works at Rogers now, so we were you know from from long time the big you know Rogers Media <laughs> Corporation family. Yeah, just the big Rogers fans. Okay. Big Rogers, CP two Rogers statue. Okay. I remember my sister was on uh, breakfast television. I want to say like nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It was she went to ESA and they do their um, like graduation fashion show. So mm-hmm. they're like grade twelve students when they do fashion they like present yep. on breakfast television i'm not sure if they still do it, but she was on there one year a lot of memories you okay know, a wow. lot of memories anyway what a nice memory to, to to recall man and shout out esa uh, uh you know at a tobacco institution um shout out to yeah tobacco yeah. in general it's the world's greatest place yeah listen um oh, oh you know it's unfortunate i would say half our restaurants are pizza pizza and tim horns but uh Facts. You know, we just need more KFCs out there. Um, all right, we have uh, we have another caller on the line. It's Kurt from Toronto wants to talk about Raptors Celtics. Wow, already looking to the second round. Kurt, what's going on? You worried? Uh, oh yeah. So uh, my question is that uh, the best way to beat the Bucks, in my opinion, is mid range game, right? That's why Demar Derozan really goes off at at the Bucks. Okay. So. I think the best chance to uh, defeat the Bucks and have a, a chance of getting Giannis is uh, having the Celtics or Heat beat the Bucks, right? And uh, we've seen uh, the Heat beat the Bucks because of their mid-range game. And I think uh, the Raptors don't really have a mid-range game. So I think it would, would it be better if the Raptors would lose to the Boston Celtics and then um, let them try to beat the Bucks so that... If Giannis sees that he can't make the finals at the Bucks, then he can come to Toronto. All right, big multi-part question. Um, mm. I do think the Raptors have enough of a mid-range game to beat the Bucks, but that we can get to. Is that the first part of the question? Will I'm confused now. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah. he, he's talking uh, about obviously a lot of you need a lot of shooting, especially in the middle of the floor. Obviously, not not even yeah. just necessarily mid-range, but just like, you know, top of the floor three-point shooting. I think yeah. Raptors have top of the floor three-point shooting. Maybe mid-range shooting is not a strength of the team. I mean, Kyle can do it. But aside from that, you know, Fred's not really a good mid-range shooter right now. 
uh, and Pascal. Serge Ibaka has been pretty good. Yeah, Serge. Yeah, Matt Thomas too. I mean, but, you know, when we're talking about Matt Thomas as quickly, then, you know, that is a little bit scary for me. But I think the larger question of, like, to the Raptors, you know, lose to the Celtics so that the Raptors can have the Celtics beat Giannis and then the Giannis comes to Toronto, like – I love Giannis, man. It's cool, but, like, I need to beat the Celtics. And Giannis, bro, you know, if you want to come to Toronto because you see it as a great organization, then do it. But I, I, don't, I don't – we don't need to, like, you know, I don't – I don't know, man. It doesn't need to be, like, a Draymond Green level, like, pursuit for, for Kevin Durant, that kind of stuff. I, I don't like being that thirsty, to be honest. Like, I'd rather the organization try to win, especially against the Celtics. Yeah. And then take your best shot against the Bucks. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I agree. I Giannis is cool, man. But listen, yeah. you know Giannis is still a pipe dream, right? It's not like Giannis has said, "I'm going to come to Toronto in two years, make a keep a keep a plate for me, whatever." Like, he did not say that. <laughs> yeah, Giannis haven't said like when this doesn't work out, you know, I'm coming. Yeah, it's, we're not Giannis's side chick. Like, it's it doesn't no, work. Come that on, way. man. Don't no, listen. <laughs> All right, uh, Kurt. Thanks for the call. Have a cool one. Appreciate it, man. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. I mean, the Raptors are really successful. We don't – I mean, I understand. I get it. Giannis is very important. He's the MVP, you know, defensive player of the year, stuff like that. But come on, man. I, the only thing – if Giannis goes to the Heat, I'll be upset. But other than that, yeah, do what you want. Yeah, um, you from the chat, we have Grace mm-hmm. <laughs> asking, which twins are more annoying, the Morris brothers or the Lopez's? Um, do you want to, like, count to three and answer at the same time? Sure. Okay. One – Two, three, Lopez. Morris. What? Really? The Lopez brothers. Yeah. Like, what's, what's wrong with what's Just because fun- Robin, uh, you know, <laughs> tried to swing at Serge? Yeah. And, like, what's fun about Brooke Lopez's game? Like, do you. Nothing, but he has, like, a goofy. He has a goofy vibe. He has a goofy voice. They love Disney World. They love making fun of each other. They have cats. You know, I, I'm, I'm fine with the Lopez brothers. I don't, I don't like them, but they're fine. The Morris brothers are legitimately annoying, man. But they're both. I like. I I like both of their games. Like I don't know. I I have um, more appreciation for their games of the Morris brothers. Wow. And the like the gap between Robin and Brooke is so big that mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I like the I, first of all. I just like twins in the NBA in general. Um, I like that Marcus and Markeef have kept very similar appearances. So the that, tattoos? Yeah, everything is very similar. I mean, even with Robin and Brooke, you can tell them apart because they're, like, actively trying to distinguish themselves. Whereas with Marcus and Markeith, I mean, they keep the same appearance. There was one theory one year that was sort of like a fun internet conspiracy um, where, you know, I think who was it? It was Marcus on the Celtics was, like, banged up or something like that. And then Markeith was in the crowd, like, watching. Yeah. And then the next game, you know, they, he suddenly had a great game and they were like, yeah. did they switch bodies or whatever, switch uniforms? I don't believe in that, of course, but, you know, it's fun to think about these things. But, yeah, I think the Morris brothers are definitely more agitated. I mean, they try to fight OG. Listen, if you try to fight Serge, I get it, okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Serge, he's looking for it. But, like, with OG, like, come on. How are you going to fight OG, man? Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Have the Morris brothers ever uh, wrestled in the tunnel before games for a whole year. That was the most annoying thing that was, I think I've seen. Mad corny, man. Mad, <laughs> I mad corny. It. I can't believe this is what Giannis has to do. I can't wait for Giannis to be in the hallway for, for the Raptors at Scotiabank while Kyle Lowry's, you know, doing his little intro. Well, Kyle Lowry's still uh, dapping up the ghost of DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Anywho, we have Kate on the line. Kate is calling from Toronto to talk uh, Stanley Johnson. Hello? Kate, welcome back to the show. 
Hey guys, what's going on? Not too much. much. Undefeated in the playoffs. Um, I heard you guys just talking about the. Yeah, I mean, feels great. Feels great. Uh, you know, one down, fifteen to go. There you That's go. That's what I always say. Yep. Um, I heard you guys talking about uh, just I have a different topic of conversation, but I heard you talking about the Morris twins uh, kind of before I got on here. Did you know that they, like they're so interconnected that they like maintain one bank account together? Yes. Well, they signed that they signed that collective contract together when they were in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's not and to like another, about these guys? They signed a bundle deal. They're, they're there like, another, like, you can save on, on more, the car and house insurance at the same time. <laughs> there, was, there was like a more in-depth like theory too that they actually completely switched identities for an entire season because if you looked at their stats from one season to the next, their stats completely completely switched. Like it was, it was mm-hmm. crazy. Like it's like a 100% wholesale switch from one to the other from season to season. And I started thinking about it and I was like, that's actually really smart because then it raises the value of both of them and then they can collectively make more money <laughs> together. So, wow. uh, you know what? I've always just wondered what the thought process is and like what's the, you know, what's the process when it goes for them to choose a tattoo? How do they decide collectively where and how they're going to get it because they have identical tattoos, which is, Incredibly Game winner and then comes out even stronger. I mean, who comes out stronger after a game winner? I mean, that's 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 unheard of, really. But yeah, I mean, we talked about Dame. The time. man found his OVO bounce. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Stand time. I, I think he was wearing his OVO jersey like, underneath mean, his under- jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you got a text from uh, from from um, from Drake like at like you know halftime? Like, yeah, man, I think you're. You're, you're, you're getting close to your 89-game OVO bounce. Like, just keep up the good work. It's OVO Nico at best. <laughs> <laughs> got one singular bit mode. I mean, the man's about. actually... <laughs> OVO Brian. He's really starting to look a little bit like his... He's starting to look like his, his gym rat workout videos. Like, he's, got, yeah, he's always got the mean-ass compilation. Yep. <laughs> He's really starting to come through. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. I, I, I'm I'm so happy so. someone called in to talk about Stanley because Kate, you always recognize the players that are you know on, on on the precipice of stardom, and Stanley is clearly that right now. I mean, look at the town right now. No, I'm serious. Like, I think next year, I am Stanley yeah. here. Hopefully, he finds a role for the team because I just think he needs to find that role. Yeah. Um, because I still I mean, believe in the town. I'm, I'm a serious bit. I when do. I say. Oh yeah. I'm serious when I say this. Can you imagine as, like, a team, you know, if you had to start off a game playing, like, offensively worrying about OG and Anobi's defense, and then OG checks out, and the guy that checks in is, like, got the exact same dimensions, and Mm. his name is Stanley Johnson. Like, the guy guy is actually great at defense. I mean, they they put him on LeBron, the one, you know, playoff series that they mm. that they made it to on the Pistons. 
I'm, I'm yeah, here for it. I'm here for he Stanley. Needs, you guys- he needs to figure out how to play in the Raptors' defensive scheme. And I currently, like, the Will led the Stanley Johnson uh, bandwagon late last week, and I was deeming, like, he can't have a role with the ball in his hand so much. There's just no... There's no. no way that, like, unless he's leading the bench, and I don't think that's happening, he needs no. to figure out a way to move out the ball the consistently. Like, the man looks like Chris Middleton going up against uh, Matt mm. Thomas when he's dribbling the ball. Okay, come <laughs> on, guys. That's not fair, all right? Do we not see him take it <laughs> to the rack, beating three, four defenders against the Denver Nuggets? Please. <laughs> Respect the Denver oh, Nuggets. Oh, you're saying it's not <laughs> You're saying that uh, Stanley, that's not fair to Stanley Johnson's dribbling skills. Yes, I, I agree. I, I, he, he, the handles, whatever. It's just, he Listen, can, has last week I said, get the Coach Goodwin ball gloves. Look at the instant results, man. <laughs> that's, I mean, th- that is fact. Fantastic. <laughs> that part you were right about. Yeah. <laughs> that part you were right about. Um, anyway, guys, you're going to need to find somebody new to find suggestions for on a weekly basis. Oh, don't worry. We Might I suggest, suggest o- O'Shea's Orlando? Ooh, <laughs> oh, I like that's it. a good one. I like it. I like it. Very, very topical for yeah. this specific moment. So we appreciate it, Kate. Thanks for calling in, well, as always. We think we should... Yeah, you guys have a great one. All right. Peace. All right. O'Shea's Orlando. That's that's pretty O'Shea's good. O'Shea's Orlando. Did not think that's of that one. one. Um, let's, let's bang out three more um, of the comments here from, from the YouTube chat, and then we'll get to uh, – I mean, no longer Stanley's suggestions, man. Listen, Stanley, you know, he's clearly busy right now. He's putting in work. Uh, you know, we got to change that. Uh, that's on us. Uh, but first, we have uh, comments. Uh, you know, Chris K, y'all need to drop Stanley suggestions this week. And no more disrespect for the young prince. I completely agree. Um, Jason K, what do you think? Uh, what do you guys think the team will look like next year? Who's coming back? Who isn't? And who's uh, and are maxing Fred? And are they maxing Fred, I guess? Um, Fred's not getting the maximum contract. I don't think Fred's getting the max. But Fred's getting a nice the contract max? because he deserves it. He's getting a good contract. The max is different. Yeah, but um, it's a maximum I, amount of money they can pay you. I think they're going to keep Fred. Okay, guys, I think they're <laughs> going to keep Fred. I, I think they I know. So, so. I think they know better too. Um, Sam Love as as global ambassador has Drake ever actually attracted a free agent to Toronto? Stanley Johnson. Come on, Max, come on, bro. Look at the Stan- recruitment, man. That thing went back multiple years. You know, OVO <laughs> bounce. You know, now he's uh, and then boom, he gets to OVO bounce off the offensive rebound, puts a game winner in against Philly. A hated division rival. Like, come on, you tell me that's not paying off. Division C and other OVO records integration there. Look, no one's okay. Here's the thing uh, no one's going to have that much admiration for Drake <laughs> to come to Toronto solely for Drake. I, Imagine I if they did, we would all ridicule them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you, honestly, I don't even know if I want a player who's that much of a cloud chaser if, if, if that's what's going on. Um, I think Drake helps. I think the fact that he's associated with the team really helps because he's like, like what, the number one global streaming artist in the world? Like, what's going on? Is it between him and Taylor Swift folklore? We might need Ashley to unmute her mic to, to, to let us know about folklore. But, uh, you know, I mean, like, He's very popular, and he's associated with the team. There's only so much he can do. Uh, it's not like Drake can uh, make the, uh, the city of Toronto warmer or make more appetizers come. Well, I mean, I, honestly, he does make more appetizers come to Toronto, too. So, you know what? Honestly, if, if Drake could get OVO to put the logo on the Raptors jersey, I think that would help a little bit more, too. You know, I, I, I like the Sun Life logo, it, it, you know, whatever. But 
If you're telling me every Raptors jersey has an OBO logo on it, it would instantly become the number one jersey in the world. Probably, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. I mean, obviously, next to Liverpool, of course, now that we're Nike. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, um, okay. Uh, well, what, what do you want to call the, um, uh, the, the segment formerly known as Stanley Suggestions? Man, I, I was fully ready to go with Dewan's Destinations, you know? Um, As was I. But, I mean, O'Shea's Orlando is it's very tempting. Um, <laughs> now, we know O'Shea at least is making these vlogs. I haven't watched the latest episode, but I guess I'm going to right after the show. Um, so, you know, we'll give O'Shea. I mean, he's hurt, too, so it's not totally fair. So, Dewan, Dewan's Destinations uh, this week, out of respect. I was almost going to give it to Rondé's recommendations, but I thought Rondé was actually decent in the first half against yeah. the Nets. So, no Rondé's recommendations. Dewan's Destinations for this week. Josh, uh, you know, where is he, uh, you know? So this week I have a suggestion for uh, for him to keep busy, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that he's probably not going to see many minutes. You know, who knows? This series is getting out of hand pretty quickly for the Nets. But in case he was interested in uh, getting a workout in and staying busy, uh, the NBA has announced that teams are going to be moving into new hotels um, later this week. Okay. And I my suggestion for him this week is to help out, you know, pick up a box. Everybody oh, needs help on moving day. Oh, <laughs> it's, wow. it's a great way to... <laughs> Uh, to keep busy, to get a yeah, workout in. This, this man's trying to earn tips? Like, what's going on, man? <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's yeah. a great way to meet new players. You know, he may be, you know, at some point needing to uh, link up with guys to get a free agency meeting. So I think it's a great way to start. This man said this guy needs to be uh, Chairman Mills, man. What's going on? No, you know, two guys in a truck. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, Dewan, that's not fair, man. Come on, man. Dewan's destination is the first ever one. I can't believe you're telling me to move boxes for other people. Um, no, man, I'm going with uh, watch some Studio Ghibli films. Um, a lot of them are on Netflix. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, there's some pretty famous ones. You know, Kiki's Delivery Service. I just recently watched that. Mad Adorable, very heartwarming, uh, you know, story about a, a, a young girl who's becoming a witch. And um, she has a cat named Kiki. Um, is it Kiki? Maybe Gigi? I forget what the cat's name was. But anyway, whatever. Go watch some Studio Ghibli films. Really heartwarming. And um, yeah, you know, everyone needs some, uh, just a feeling of love, really, and a wholesomeness in Orlando. Because I have a feeling that Orlando is not so wholesome, you know. Um, but Happy to have the VPN trying to get that Canadian Netflix. Yeah, there you go. So get the VPN. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you need tips, let me know. That's how I watch all my NBA games. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, yeah, that's, you know, one of the questions in the chat was uh, Ethan Sherwood Strauss of the Athletic put out the story about, you know, uh, essentially the, the theme was, you know, the, the NBA is too political with BLM and, uh, you know, that's driving fans away, which uh, seems very on brand for someone who is determined to be a contrarian at all costs. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's part of the issue is just look, a lot of young viewers are doing stuff like me who, you know, watch Goat D. For, for like a, de- a decade before getting a league pass and a VPN. So, yeah, it's, it's an issue, man. Yeah. It, it, what's upset me is watching league pass and having every game blocked out. All of the NBA games. Yo, so it's I every have, game is blocked out. Like, yeah, I who have, is um, watching I have, Bucks Magic? <laughs> I have both the TSN and uh, Sportsnet's packages. Uh-huh. But I don't have NBA Canada, NBA TV Canada. So to put a game on NBA TV Canada, I have literally no way – to watch it despite me paying uh, lots of money every month to have access to these games. It's mm. ridiculous. It's yeah. why, why do I need cable? 
it's just uh, really uh, yeah. grinds my gears. It's unbelievable. So trapping out the VPN. That's, that's <laughs> also, also, shout out to the NBA for even during a pandemic, even when there's nothing going on, uh, record levels of unemployment. So people have, I guess, open time to, to watch TV. Um, still, nobody watching uh, Magic Bucks. You know, I mean, that's that's still got that's still got to be the NBA TV network uh, series. And honestly, you know, listen, when you're blacking out games uh, for what I saw a tweet today that um, Gary Clark was guarding Giannis. Like, bro, come on, man, make that free. Like, <laughs> put it on PBS. Yo, honestly, put it on. Yeah, seriously, man, that that should be the Omni One channel. That's that should be on NBA TV series. That's the Omni One series. <laughs> We're getting uh, news in Cantonese, and then we're getting magic, uh, magic books. So, Josh, another fantastic it. show. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Any parting thoughts? Um, take care of yourselves, Christopher mm-hmm. Freeland. Congratulations on being the new finance minister. Um, <laughs> William, you? Uh, nothing. Clearly, I'm in the mood to play soccer based on this whole outfit that I've got going on. Here. Yeah, you're just and, running out uh, now to play some footy. You know, I mean, that's what I do in my free time. I just play soccer on the street and kick it against the wall. So uh, Say hello to that guy across the street who's always out on his Oh, yeah. Smoking. Listen, he's somehow not smoking right now, but uh, if I <laughs> stay another five minutes, he will be. Um, right. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to KFC for sponsoring the podcast. And, yeah, so next week's show it is going to be next Monday. So we're going to try to – we're going to move the dates around only because, you know, it's the playoffs. We need to be flexible with everything. And, you know, the Raptors play game four against the Nets on Sunday – at 6.30, so the day after on Monday, you know, obviously a lot of people are predicting a sweep. I still got Nets, uh, you know, winning one game in this whole series. I got to give them some respect, but, you know, if, you know, in the possibility of the series is over, we're going to be back on Monday, uh, uh, August, I don't know what that date is specifically. Uh, I guess 20, 24th. Um, 24th. And we will take your calls at noon on the, the same place you find us now, the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to KFC. Thanks to Josh for co-hosting. Thanks to all the callers, and we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.